Hello and welcome to GPPW Live. My name is Moritz Borchardt. I'm one of the people behind GPPW. And today I want to take a short or at least short-ish look at the results of, of one state election in Germany that happened yesterday. I'm recording this on September 5th. Uh, so the election was on September 4th. And uh, we're talking about the state elections of the federal state of Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, which translate into, translates into English as uh, Mecklenburg-Western Pomerania, which is the very northeastern state uh, of the German federal state. And um, this election has made quite a few headlines uh, also around the globe because so the traditional big parties in Germany, uh, especially Angela Merkel's CDU, got hit quite badly, and the yeah comparatively newly formed group uh, Alternative for Germany (AfD) won pretty much the evening. They, from not existing four years ago, five years ago, it now is uh, second. Uh, most powerful party or most uh, biggest group in the, the state parliament, and they are they've made mostly sprung out of a anti first anti euro skeptic and then um, anti refugee sentiment. So when this party now you know has the second most amount of got the second most amount of votes in this in a state election, then of course that is a point of concern, especially I guess in the international sphere because we're talking about Germany here, but in general, you know, it's not the best of signals. But I have, uh, I want to talk about some numbers with you. It's from a German website, um, it's from the German Federal Broadcaster, so, but I'll put the link uh, in the in the description of the podcast so you can follow along the tables are in german uh, there were statistics done by uh, a statistics institute called infratest who's traditionally doing the polling for the uh, federal german broadcasters and for the public broadcasters and yeah i want to quickly go through some numbers um and then maybe offer yeah, my personal personal take on the whole thing, and let's start with the yeah with the results, which was that the Social Democrats, who um, are currently in a coalition, governing together with the Christian Democratic Union, Angela Merkel's party, and the uh, Social Democrats uh, got uh, thirty point six percent, which was five percent less than five years ago. The Christian Democrats suffered comparatively badly uh, for uh, the size of the party that they claim to be and for the importance that the party generally has in Germany. And for the first time in quite a while, they have less than 20%, 19.0%, which is 4% less than uh, five years ago. The traditional Eastern German left-wing party, Die Linke, the left uh, with spelled in capital letters, um, also lost. Uh, they went from 18.4% five years ago to now 13.2%, which is 
also quite interesting because they used to be kind of the people's party in Eastern Germany. They are the descendants of the unified socialist party from the uh, days of state socialism in Eastern Germany. And uh, after the, the reunification, they were way in the 20%. And now they're struggling to be above 10. And then next come the Greens, which uh, were in Parliament or are currently still in Parliament with 8%. Uh, uh, they now got didn't make it this time, didn't make the 5% threshold in German Parliament. And uh, yeah, they lost nearly half of their votes. And um, next the, is the National Democratic Party, the NPD, which is essentially neo-Nazis. And for them, uh, Mecklenburg-Vorpommern was the last holdout in which they still were in the state parliament, and they lost that. They, uh, yeah, uh, quite similar in at least structurally to the the Greens. Uh, they also lost uh, half of their vote. They're now at three percent, and the formerly um, yeah, quite traditional German party, the the Liberals. They are actually the only party other than the far-right AFD that actually gained a bit. They went from 2.8% to 3.0%, which is good for them, but not nearly enough to actually get into parliament again. And then, as mentioned before, the alternative for Germany sprung up from not existing five years ago to now 20.8%, which makes them bigger, at least in that's in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, than Angela Merkel's CDU, which of course, you know, is not well received in the CDU. So next we are going to go to, the uh, the electoral participation was 61.6%, which is, if I remember correctly, 10% up from five years ago which, of course, um, is partially, at least partially caused by the fact that, the, on the one hand, the AFD um, taps into the, the non-voters, but also the reaction to the AFD also tapped into the non-voters. So it was kind of by def yeah, this, I guess, caused this in increase um, of electoral pa participation. Um, following that is the general satis satisfaction with the state government. Again, state government currently is a so-called grand, grand coalition between the Social Democrats and the Christian Conservatives. And um, just looking at the last 18 years, um, between from 1998 to 2016, um, th in 2016, the people are have 61% uh, 61% satisfied with the work of, of their government, um, compared to 55% in 2011, 37, 37% in 2006, and the same in 1998. 
So yeah, it was only in 2002 they had four, there was 42% of confidence and satisfaction with the government. So in this, this regard, at least judging from the last 20 years, uh, the government has been uh, comparatively have has been comp comparatively popular. Then uh, there's a nice graph that outlines which whether people are um, confident or concerned about the current state of affairs in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. Uh, it's divided by parties, and that paints a very clear picture that the traditional parties, let's call them that, um, especially so social democrats and Christian conservatives, have a more positive outlook on the state of affairs in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, while the the uh, Linke, the left party, um, was 45% positive and nearly 40% negative, which also kind of, um, I guess, harkens back to the fact that also that party, the, I guess, for this left party in the, in the current system that we have, are is partly voted for because you know they want things to improve, not because they want people. They want they want things to stay the same. From the yeah, established parties, the most ambivalent uh, one are the Greens, who are just above just about fifty percent positive and just above forty percent negative. At last but not least, and very unsurprisingly, only twenty eight percent of the AFD voters have a positive outlook on the current state of affairs, while pretty much two thirds uh, of their voters have a very ne have, a ne have a negative outlook on things. Now, I want to just briefly go through some numbers uh, with regarding to each speci specific party, with basically based on statements and how many percent of people agree with them, and. Um, for example, the Social Democrats have 61% approval to the phrase, currently we do not know what they stand for. And um, similarly, it is assumed, or 49% of the people asked assumed that, there are, that the current Prime Minister, uh, Edwin Sellering, is the main reason to vote for SPD in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. And also, forty-nine percent uh, agree with the with the sentence that the social democrats have given up on their social democratic principles. Um, next is wait a second. Sorry, um, technology. And then there is some views on on the topic of refugees. And in from the people asked, um, or yeah, asked, the eighty-five percent of the people agreed with the sentence. The number of refugees should uh, have limits uh, in the long term. 
47% agreed with the, the sentence, I'm, af I'm afraid that so many refugees have come into the state. 46% um, of people agreed with the, the phrase, um, more things are being done for refugees than for the local population. And 43% uh, agree with the sentence, I, I, I see the refugees as an enrichment of the local community and of the German community. So from all those numbers, the lowest one is the one positive sentiment. Um, then let's quickly go to the Greens. 66% um, of the people asked agree with the, the phrase that the Greens are too much concerned with the with the ecology and less with the welfare of the citizens. And yeah, let's go now to the probably most sexy of the all, um, of all of the parties covered right now. It's the alternative for Germany. And the big number here is that 75% of the people assume that the AFD is being voted for to set a clear, clear example against the established parties, which is the traditional protest vote. And yeah, 50% agree with the idea that uh, the AFD understands it better than any other party in Germany, that people don't feel safe anymore, which is quite ridiculous if you look at crime statistics. Um, and then let's go to the CDU, Angela Merkel's party in her home state. Um, Angela Merkel was born and raised in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern during, you know, social socialist Germany. So this was, of course, also even more, even more so than usual, a personal loss for her. And her her uh, personal constituency is in that specific state. And 78% uh, of the people asked agree that an, that Angela Merkel's refugee poli politics or refugee policies have damaged the Christian Conservative Party. 62% uh, of people agree that the Christian Conservative Party has given up many positions that they used to fight for earlier, like in, in the olden days. Um, 61% agree with the sentiment that the Christian conservatives have no idea about the worries for of uh, the s of the normal people, and 58% of people agree with the sentiment that the CDU does not enough for our own personal safety. So there you go with those numbers. Um, I don't want to go into too many numbers anymore because I've probably bored you enough um, as it is. One quick thing, um, given that the Social Democrats are the you know, senior partner in the coalition and the, the Christian conservative, the junior partner, you see the traditional divide of that all the, profit, that the positive things are being ascribed to the uh, senior partner while the uh, 
the lack of achievements is uh, tagged on to the junior partners. So, for example, the Social Democrats have a 57% uh, approval or satisfaction rate with their work, while the CDU only has 36%. So, yeah, that's, I guess, the traditional, you know, the the bigger partner gets all the glory and the uh, smaller part of partner, even if it's a so-called big coalition, gets all the blame. The last thing that I really want to uh, want to talk about is the, uh, the voting behavior after following certain criteria. So, for example, uh, let's go by gender in the, you know, uh, male-female uh, dichotomy. So, for example, 27% of men voted for the Social Democrats, while 34% of women voted for them. And uh, on the other hand, uh, the AFD has, as one would probably expect, given that they have a far-right party, a much bigger uh, percentage uh, of male voters rather than female voters. So we have 25% of males and only 16% of females that voted for for the AFD. The CDU, the, the Social Christian Democrats are pretty much tied, uh, as is the left party and as are the Greens. So only within between the Social Democrats and the alternative for Germany, we have a some kind of a gender imbalance, I guess. And then uh, let's take a look at education. So we have also, again, only two kind of possible states, like lower educated and higher educated. In that uh, regard, the, SP the Social Democrats are exactly tied, 31% in either direction. While the alternative for Germany also, I guess, not very, not really surprising, is skewed towards the less educated, 28% approval of votes from the the uh, from males, sorry, from lower educated and only 15 from higher educated people. The CDU again is pretty much tied, 18% uh, lower educated, 20% higher educated. The left party is slightly skewed towards higher education uh, with 15% uh, from of high, highly educated and 9% of lower educated people. And then uh, closing down shop, uh, the National Democrats, uh, basically the neo-Nazis, have only 1% of, high, of highly educated voters and 6% of lower, lower educated voters. And the Greens have 2% of lower educated voters and 8% of high, higher educated voters. And yeah, I guess last but not least, before I come to my own rumblings uh, about the whole whole thing, is are uh, the, the votes of unemployed people, I think, which is a very interesting uh, strata, the, the unemployed people and workers. Uh, those two and yeah uh, among the unemployed people the AFD is king 29% of the people of unemployed people voted for the AFD 22% uh, voted for SPD 
which is uh, quite interesting because they have mostly lost the uh, the um, I guess aura of the Workers Party. Followed by uh, the left, uh, CDU, NPD, and the Greens are lowest among the unemployed. And then let's go to workers, so the working class people, again, alternative for, for Germany, far right um, populists are top, 30, 33% of, uh, of workers were voted a AFD, 27% voted for the Social Democrats, again, at least for me personally, it's a, a bit of a surprise that they managed to uh, get this many votes, but I guess that's the the bonus of having the sitting prime minister. Fo followed this time by CDU, uh, then f the left party, then National Democrats, and finally the Greens. So where does this leave it? Leave us. Um, I've talked, you know, I've quoted quite a lot of numbers. Um, and there is a lot of things that can be said about this election. But I was, I can hardly say that I was really surprised by the result. Of course, any, you know, far right populist party that getting this many votes is not necessarily the best thing for democracy, I guess, or at least for us slightly liberal minded people. But on the other hand, we have to look at the structure of the state. Uh, Mecklenburg-Vorpommern is population-wise one of the smallest states in Germany and has by quite a bit the lowest population density. They have a population density of 70 people per square kilometer. Um, so, and for example, Bavaria, one of the largest states in Germany, has 470. Uh, people per square kilometers, and uh, similar uh, to Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, Bavaria, at least in up to the 80s, was a very rural, rural state, and it has modernized quite uh, thoroughly. But yeah, so we have in Mecklenburg-Vorpommern, its biggest city. Rostock is around, I think, the, like 200,000 uh, inhabitants. Its capital city, Schwerin, even less than that, I think, like uh, 156,000 inhabitants. And it's a quite a bit of space, but a yeah, very rural-based, uh, yeah, very rural areas. So traditionally, uh, at least in Germany, the the established parties, the your cons conservative party, your social democrats, have a harder time reaching into all the villages. And that is something that far-right groups have, I think, focused on in, in recent years in Germany. And uh, they, could they could use the win um, because the AFD has been is eternally battling itself, it seems, and dividing and redividing uh, itself. So, yeah, the far right has uh, yeah, tended to th tends to thrive in rural areas, especially in northeastern Germany. But 
I guess in general, they have an easier time to get, to harken back to the good old days. So, and also traditionally, if you can say traditionally, um, far-right groups have an easier time to get support in Eastern Germany. Um, I would have to look at the direct statistics, but uh, yeah, to quote Colbert, my gut tells me so. Um, so if there's a state in the whole of Germany that has a low po population density, is a former GDR state, um, then, yeah, and it's not very big uh, in terms of overall population, then if there's one state where the AFD will come out big, then that is Mecklenburg-Vorpommern. So the, it fell on very, very fertile ground in that state. So yes, it is a very bad thing that has happened or very worrisome thing and it looks very dangerous and we have now 20 point, you know, 18 people I think are, will be in the state's parliament that will be out to, you know, disrupt uh, as many processes as they can. And we will see how, how well the next government, whichever gov government it will be, will handle that. But in the end, I think it's always not as much the question whether a certain movement will get into the parliament, but whether it will get reelected. And with the, the example of the Pirate Party in Germany a couple of years ago, which were had one big run at the parliaments and ended up in, I think, at least half of the German states um, in the in the state parliaments, and they were this basically mill millennial-driven, um, yeah, internet-focused new uh, movement by people that were very open about not being politicians, and then they proved exactly that by vanishing after one electoral period each. So, and everyone, uh, including myself, were quite excited by uh, by the fact that that they were they, they, that they managed to do that. But now they're pretty much gone, and because they they weren't real politicians, and we'll have to see how much the the AFD will suffer a simi similar fate, because what we have seen from its development, starting as a Eurosceptic party founded by a by a, an economics professor from Hamburg, to now this very much far-right, uh, border, bordering on neo-Nazi, racist group of people um, that have been, yeah, it's basically out for trouble and that has greatly and immensely benefited, benefited from, the, from the refugee crisis and from the not as easy transition or from the transitional phase that uh, Germany faces right now with integrating all those refugees. So they have, they're probably the biggest winner from the fact that we have, that those people are, are living with us now and are taking part in our society and they are visible and it's, I think it's a wonderful thing, but 
of course, things change, and um, Mecklenburg-Vorpommern has one of the lowest uh, percentages of foreigners in the state. I think it's like around 2.5% in total. Uh, so it's among there with the lowest, with the other lowest German states, which is basically the whole of the former Eastern, Germ Eastern Germany. The former GDR, I think all of their, all of their states are below 3% of foreigners, or were below 3% of foreigners before the refugee crisis. So, yeah, of course, in a, in a state where, first of all, there aren't many refugees, or well, many foreigners, sorry, so people can, can't really be used to seeing a lot of them because there simply aren't any. Um, and then, of course, any number, any number of refugees that is located into the state will then be perceived as a lot, which is um, yeah, kind of ridiculous if you ask me. But uh, okay, for um, the Mecklenburg-Vorpommern is among the states that have uh, that were allotted the lowest amount of refugees within Germany. So I think as of now they are they have like twenty-five thousand refugees in their state and um, f yeah uh, there's I think uh, North Rhine-Westphalia Rhineland fights yeah uh, Rhineland Rhineland Palatinate has I think a hundred thousand refugees so of course um, you know those are different numbers but those are also very different states but yeah, it has been statistically proven time and time and again that uh, xenophobia is thrives especially there where there's less, uh, you know, strangers to be afraid of. So it's basically the mirror image where there's a lot of refugees. Uh, you know, people are very prone to like them and to get used used to them quickly and simply to be used to them and to be open to them. Um, so new arrivals are more easily welcomed than in uh, communities and regions which have been traditionally low on foreigners. So, yeah, again, I, of course, we should be concerned about the specific situation in that state and whether the AFD can, over time, get a foothold in that state. But I highly doubt that the, it, would, it will be able to replicate the results of this election, um, the next elections, the next local election or state level elections are in Berlin uh, for the Senate. So and Berlin has, uh, first of all, the highest population density and the highest percentage of foreigners. They have like 14.9% of foreigners in their city, which is yeah, the highest of in the whole of Germany, so I would expect very different results. Maybe the AFD will get into the Senate there as well, but probably not with 20%. So, yeah, I just felt like that would be appropriate if GPBW made a big, big, big comment or like uh, a quick comment on the issue. I hope you enjoyed it. If, if you have questions or notes just you know comments uh, hit us up on facebook or 
all the, all the many other things where we are. Twitter, send us an email, all, all these things. Um, I'll put the the data and um, the source in the description. Um, yeah, I think Google Translate should do an easy, easy enough job. And most of the uh, graphs should be self-explanatory. Self so, yeah, I'm looking forward to talk, talking to you again. Hopefully on a bit more optimistic note this that time. But, yeah, take care of yourselves and talk to you next time.